What's going on, good people? Welcome to Life School. I'm Reverend Kojo. I am your host. We've got a lot to talk about today. Look, Life School is not about getting your panties in a bunch. It's about talking about the hard-hitting topics that you're going through today. If you're struggling, I want to talk about it. If you're hurting, I want to talk about it. If you're just flat-up confused, let's talk about it too. Why? Because this is Life School. Hey, good folks, and welcome to Live School. So as I'm sure most of you know, today is actually the day before we celebrate the crucifixion of Christ. So it's Thursday. <laughs> it's Thursday. Um, tomorrow's Good Friday, and it's a lot of folks all around the country and the world, and all around the world will probably be convening and having services. There are, there are so many services I hear about where people are doing the last seven words of Jesus Christ. And, um, and, and we're going to celebrate on Sunday morning, the resurrection of my Lord and Savior, Savior Jesus Christ. And, and, and we know that this week is Holy Week and, and there's a lot of people who are, who are taking the time to, um, spend in the presence of God. And I encourage this of you, don't just let Holy Week be the only week that you focus on holiness. Um, that is not the intent of God. I, um. But I, I have a message for you that will that is is, is prevalent is very relevant to tonight uh, to tonight, uh, is but it's also relevant to your everyday life. Okay, uh, so the setting of the scripture we're going to talk about here is actually was taken the night before Christ was crucified. Um, but my message here is 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 I'm aware that a lot of people have got a lot of mental health stuff going on, and a lot of folks are really stressed and and got a whole bunch of stuff going on in life, and and it's it's hard to cope, and so a lot of folks are self medicating, and a lot of folks are are doing um, this, that, and the other, and 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 my encouragement to you is that you can cope, you can cope, you can cope. You know, you, you don't have to you don't have to remain victim to all of these things that Satan is trying to convince you that you have. Now, I believe that mental illness is a real thing. I, I am the first to admit that I go see that. Well, I have seen a shrink. I am the first to admit it because sometimes you do want to talk it out. But I tell you this much. Don't nothing compare to talking to having a little talk with Jesus. Um, and, 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 and sometimes it's not a little talk. Sometimes it's a big talk. Sometimes you're yelling <laughs> and frustrated and, and you get, you're throwing things and you're expressing the sentiment of your heart because you are hurting and you're tired of hurting. But I have I have news for you. You can cope. So if you have a Bible, turn with me to Luke. We're going to go to Luke uh, chapter 22. We're going to start reading at verse 41. Luke, third chapter of the New Testament. It comes, you know, you go, you find Matthew, you find Mark. And boop, there's Luke. <laughs> Luke. Um, and verse 41, he says, he withdrew about a, th- a stone's throw beyond them. He knelt down and he prayed. Father, if you're willing to take this cup from me, yet not my will, but your will be done. An angel of the Lord appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he, or he prayed more earnestly, and the sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Here we find Jesus Christ. We find Jesus Christ 
Um, he's traveled up the mountain. He's, he's just participated in, in the Lord's Supper. He's shown them how to do communion and to keep him on their minds. Uh, we find Jesus Christ perplexed, hurting. His heart is hurting. He knows what's about to happen. He's been preparing for this for some time now. His whole ministry is about to meet its climax, so we think. And, and he's finding that his flesh is not okay with what is about to happen. He knows that they're going to beat him and they're going to humiliate him and that they're going to torture him. He knows that this is going to be painful in more ways than one. He knows that he's going to be betrayed or has been betrayed. He knows that the people most close to him will deny him. He's aware that they're going to come after those whom he loves. He understands that there is chaos and his heart is heavy and he's perplexed. And so he's gone up to pray. And he goes and he prays to his daddy. And he says, Father, if you are willing, I know we've been preparing for this. I know this is why you sent me here. I know that, that we said that the cross was the way, but I know that you're able to take this away. And so if you're willing, please take this cup from me. Some of us have dealt some cups in our lives. Some things that God has called us to that we, we have to walk with, things that we don't want to walk with, things that are, are part of who we are, part of this thing, nails that have been nailed in our hands, things, situations that we have to deal with, that we have no desire to deal with because they're stressful and people are, are beating us up and they don't care for us. And so we, 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 we struggle with it. And so we go before the master and, and we say, Lord, please take this thing away. <laughs> please. And it's not a moment that we don't trust God or that we don't think his grace is sufficient or we don't think that he's able to do these things. It's just that it's so hard and his flesh is just so weak and we don't really care to do it. We want to be obedient. Our desire is to be obedient. And in the end, we're going to be obedient. But if there was a chance, oh God, that you could take this thing out, please do it. We find Jesus, God made flesh, praying. And he's not just kind of perplexed, y'all. He's, he's so perplexed that in his praying, in his anguish, he prayed so earnestly that his sweat was like drops of blood. I ain't ever, I, I, I've been in some tough situations, but I don't think I've ever gone and find myself so anguished, so disturbed, so upset that my prayer time, as I sweat and I was wiping it from my bra, I never had a way it was like blood coming out of my pores. But he was so dismayed that his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. He, he knew that the cup that he had was one of poison. He knew, not, he knew only, not only that they were they going to kill his flesh, but he was going to have to go to hell. And he knew that the other dark, other, other darkness was, was dark and it was evil and it was everything that he did not stand for. We're talking about pure God. We're talking about God who is, who is righteous and is holy. That we're talking about God whom people can't stand bare to bear to look at. We're talking about God made flesh is going to have to go to hell. Not only will he have to endure hell on earth, 
He's going to have to go to hell. And he's going to have to steal the keys. Now, there was no question of his ability. There was no question that he was going to be able to complete the task. It was just that he, he didn't desire to go into a place that was so tainted. He didn't want to drink from the cup that was poisoned because he knew that it was going to come with some things. How many of you know your anointing costs something? It costs something. Everybody's anointing costs something different. Some people have to go through some things that seem worse. Some of us, they're, they're everybody, if, you, if your God has, has called and appointed you, your anointing costs you something. And your anointing costs you something because the anointing breaks yokes. And if the anointing is going to break yokes, that means that there had to be an issue. And so in order for there to be a testimony so that your anointing would have some weight, you had to undergo some things, you had to do some things. And, 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 and there are many of days that you didn't want to have to do it. You didn't have to want to have to go and you just wish God, if you just take this cup from me, can you just give me some grape juice? <laughs> if you just take this cup from me, God, I, I promise I'll still be faithful. I promise I'll still walk with you, but God, but this one, this one is heavy. I know you say you won't give me more than I can bear, but it seems like this stuff is sitting on my throat and is choking me out. But please, you know, somebody probably has depression. Some of you are depressed, and, and, it, and it seems like it's choking you out. It seems like it's trying to convince you that you're not strong enough. You're not wise enough. And so it sits there with you and it taunts you day in and day out and it tries to disprove you of what God has made you to be. It tries to convince you that you're not strong enough to get out the bed and you're not strong enough to go into work. And so every morning is a problem. It's a struggle. And every, every, if every time you have to get up to do something, your body is trying to convince you that it's not capable. Some of you have pain in your body and that pain in your body makes every step un, 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 incomprehensible. And every time you have to take a step, it's a struggle. And so every time you're, you're, you're getting up to take these steps and to move forward, moving forward has become such a task that you just said, Lord, if you'll just take this away. But some cups he can't take away because he's teaching you and he's strengthening you and he's wisening you. And as he's strengthening you and he's moving in you and he's wisening you, you've got to see some things and you've got to feel some things so that when somebody comes along who's been given a similar cup, you can walk with them the way that he walked with you. And you can take them by the hand and let me show you what God can do. Let me encourage you. Let me walk with you. My mom got sick some years ago, uh, got really sick. They messed up her surgery and, and caused some toxic fluids in her body to leak into some places that they didn't belong. And, they, and it was like God took her as close to death as he could take her without killing her. And... My sister and I were not aware that mama was as sick as what she was. And, and it, but what, what, what happened is that as she was drinking of that cup and she was wondering if she was going to survive and the doctors were, were, were messing up and they were not thriving and they were not doing their jobs well, and she's telling my father, well, you give Nicole this and you give Aaron this and you make sure my children know that I love them. 
And she's preparing to make a transition. Somebody walks in the room and they hear the prayers and they feel the love in the room and they feel the Holy Spirit in there as as, as they're praying and as my dad is praying and as our pastor is praying and as many people, because we're Bible-believing people, Spirit-believing spirit people, that we, we that they feel the Spirit and they see the joy and they see the devotion of the family and how, how God moves and He's He's able and He's capable and, and there's a feeling in there that, that, that somebody didn't feel before. And this lady who I don't know, Meet somebody that we do know. And says, there's this lady at, 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 at Trinity Hospital. At Brooke, I said, wait, wait, wait. At Trinity Hospital, Montclair, Baptist Montclair. And, and she's, you know, she's sick. And, and a lot of people are coming to see her. But there is something about that room that I, I've never felt it before. It's something about that room. There's a freshness there. And she's sick. And you can tell she's sick, but there's hope written all over it. And it looks, the, the prognosis looks so terrible, but there's hope in that room. When you walk in that room, it's, it's like something I've never seen before. And that lady experiences the Holy Spirit. And then this lady experiences the Holy Spirit and we don't know it. And then mama takes a a turn for the better. And she gets stronger by the day. And as she gets stronger by the day, eventually she gets to come home. And, (laughs) And we get our mother back. She goes close to death, close to death. And I don't know who who else was impacted, but I know I've heard that one testimony. And I know that the way that God operates is that sometimes he will take his most faithful as close to death so that he can save the one. That's how much God loves us. And, 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 and you can look at it like this because it, it would be easy to say, well, he didn't seem like he loved your mother, but he loved my mother because he knew my mother would be faithful. He knew that the people my mother was surrounded by would come and they would rally and pray. And we know that the prayers of the righteous avail much. And so he knew that he could take her as close to death because the people would be declaring no weapon formed against her would prosper. And it didn't matter how Satan wanted to play that thing, that God could take a situation and look bad and he could turn it for good because he knew that she was surrounded by praying people and that she was a woman of faith and she was married to a man of faith and they were surrounded by friends who were faithful to the to the Lord our God and that they would demonstrate his love and his power and he they would show the world what it looked like to pray somebody into healing so he took my mother close to death so that she could be an example and I know for a fact she prayed Lord take this cup from me Lord, heal my body. God, please, you've got to know how to do this. God, I've got two young children. My children are in elementary school. God, you've got to fix this. I, I've got to raise these children. These children need a mother. I've got a husband that loves me. God, I, I have a life. Please, please don't, don't do this. Take this cup from me. I know that she prayed, Lord, take this cup. But she had to drink from the cup so that God could be glorified. See, God will do some things and he will allow some things. And sometimes Satan will do some things. But God is always going to be out to get the glory. And the more faithful you are, there are some things that your anointing will cost you. 
There are some things that your intimacy will cost you. I know I have been teaching all over the place to stay intimate with God and see, and but I, I would be remiss if I told you that your intimacy with God would cost you some, some hurt. Intimacy with God will cause you joy, it will cause you happiness, it will cause you favor, it will cause you to walk in all types of things. But intimacy with God will also take you through some storms because it's in the storm that he can show you that he controls the winds and the waves. It is drinking of that cup that he can show you that he's a reviver. You know what I know about Lazarus. He allowed Lazarus to die. But, you know, scripture says that Lazarus was the one that he loved. And describe he he healed all of these people, these people that that he didn't have relationship with, but he had relationship with Lazarus and his sisters. And Lazarus was the one that he loved and he received word that Lazarus was sick before Lazarus died. But he did not move until after he was dead because he had to kill him in order to show himself glorified. He wanted his testimony to be one that, that couldn't be mistaken for an act of science or it couldn't be mistaken for an act of magic. It couldn't be mistaken for anything that wasn't real. He had to take him to death and beyond. He had to make sure that he was so dead that he was not revivable by, by modern science or anything like that and once he took him that close to death and once Lazarus has experienced death he could show him what life would look like you can cope what I love is 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 that Jesus he says father if you are willing take this cup from me but Lazarus knew that he I mean not last Jesus knew that he had to say but yet Lord not my will but yours Lord, I, I, I have this desire that I would not have to hurt like this because I, I know that this is going to take me through something that my flesh really does not want to have to deal with. I know that you're not going to give me more than I can bear. I know that you're going you're gonna to open doors to me, but God, I just would really, 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 really care not to go this far. But in verse 43, an angel from heaven appeared to him and gave him strength, strengthened him. That's what I love about God is that if he's going to take you through the shadow of the valley of through the, through the valley of the shadow of death, his rod and his staff are going to be right there. He's going to make sure that you have the tools to triumph. Satan will be trying to convince you that the tools are no good, but God is going to make sure that you have everything you need to come through this thing. And what I love about him is that as he gives you the tools to make sure that you can come through this thing and that you can come out of this thing and that you can be bigger and better than ever before, that he knows that he can hold you and grab you and, 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 and walk with you and talk with you. See, it is in the storm that God will grab you by the arm and take you step by step. And as you make your left step, he's going to make that left step with you. As you make your right step, he'll make that right step with you. And as he's walking with you, he's molding you and as he's talking with you he's preparing you because the next level is going to require a testimony and so a testimony can't happen unless you had you went through a test and so sometimes we got to drink from some cups that we didn't want to drink from so that he could take us to the next level you can cope you can get through this I know you're, you're hurting and I know it's hard to get out the bed and I know that, that whether your heart hurts or your body's hurting or whether they're trying you in school and it seems like every time you get you make two steps they knock you back 200 God God knows and he's walking with you you can try to walk it by yourself but you don't have to you don't have to yeah there's gonna be anguish and it's gonna hurt but there's always hope there's always hope and I would I can't lie to you and say that the next day didn't get back worse 
Because everything that he was afraid of happened. Everything that he was worried about in this cup that he was asking God to take away, it happened and it got gory and it was bloody and it, and it was disgusting. And I can't believe how evil human beings can be, but they were evil and they, they humiliated, my, humiliated my Lord and it got worse. But y'all, <laughs> y'all, after it got worse. It got even worse, and he, he, they killed him. And it got even worse, and he went to hell, and, 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 and it, looks like, it looked like it was over. But early one morning, <laughs> one Sunday morning, it got better. <laughs> and it kept getting better because after he rose, <laughs> he rose with power in his hand. And when he rose, not only did he rise, he rose and he brought comfort to his people and he showed himself and he made sure that everything that he promised had already been fulfilled and he fulfilled the covenant. And even after he departed them more, it got better even yet because he sent another comforter. And Pentecost happened. We've got to drink through for some, from some cups. But you can cope. I don't care if it's depression or it's diabetes or it's cancer or it's AIDS or, or it's, it's school or it's people in racism or it's, it's being tortured at work or your marriage is trying you or you got teenagers or your relationships are falling apart and you don't have friends. I don't care if you've got evil, evil aunts and uncles. I don't care what it is. I don't care how ugly it is. I don't care if it seems like your car breaks down or it seems like you can't get this health thing under control or under wraps. I don't care what it looks like. You can cope. You're strong enough. You're good enough. And even if you don't, you're not strong enough in your strength. His strength was made perfect in every weakness. Hold on to to the master. He'll send strength. He'll send grace. He'll send power. Just hold on. You can cope. Well, guys, this has been Life School. Remember, you can cope. You can get through this. You can get through this. Faith is not dead. As long as you're working it out, walking it out. Keep walking. Keep talking. Keep proclaiming his words of truth. Keep speaking the word. Keep doing all these things and watch God show you. My mom, look, I'm telling you, my mom had to go through it. I had to go through it. The everybody that I know that God blesses has had to go through it. Job had to go through it. Jesus had to go through it. All these people, Lazarus had to die. <laughs> you know, all of these, all these people. Uh, Moses had to go through 40 years of isolation. We see all of these things. Everybody had to go through something. Your anointing cost you something, but boy, that anointing and those giftings and those wonderful things in which God has done for his people will blow you away. He will bless you like you've never heard before. He will do the unthinkable and the unimaginable. You just got to walk it out. You can cope. This has been Life School. Until next time, I'm Reverend Kojo. You all be blessed.